0: Hey, Hannah, okay. Hello, uh, <laughs> I'm good. We're back. How are you? We're back at it. We're doing it again. Um, we have Victoria Proctor, she's the number two barrel racer in the WPRA rookie standings today. So, I'm excited to talk to her, um, see where she's going and how she feels about being number two and how she's gonna how she might be number one. Um, we have Prescott that started yesterday that runs through July 4th. What do you think?
1: Uh, Yeah, Prescott's really good. Um, you know, we're finishing up Greeley right now, too, so we should know who has won Greeley here shortly. Um, Jess Pope is winning the bareback, though, at Prescott. Um, Tristan Martin in the steer wrestling, um, but that can all change because we've still got five more days of rodeo there.
0: Right. Fourth of July. It and closes on Fourth of July. You have any plans for Fourth of July?
1: I will be going home and then I will be going with the boyfriend and my brother to a calf roping on the second and the third. And then I'll actually be home with my parents on the fourth. So that will be really nice. I haven't been home on the 4th
0: and do they do a big like do they do like big fiesta not fiesta but is it a 4th of july party fireworks barbecue the whole the whole yes, thing yes yes
1: the very tiny town i grew up in always has a parade and you know cookout and fireworks and the whole
0: thing absolutely you know i, I live in a small town and there's 1500 people i guess and Today I was like, man, I love living in this small town. You know, we have one stoplight, and I had to go to the bank, and people I was waving at me from the sidewalk, like, and I didn't even know them, but you know, they're just that's the way the small town is. Is you just wave at people? You know, you go to the in Dallas, nobody's waving at you. No,
1: no. So. Even the town I live in now, and I'm on my runs in the mornings, and people drive by, the majority of them wave.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's just no better life than living in the country, and the life that we have is, you know, I'm just blessed that we have that, you know, I I don't think I could live in the city, I guess you can say.
1: For sure, me either. That is why I live out, away, even if I have to drive a little bit to work every day, it's so worth it to me.
0: Right, because, you know, it's like a crapshoot. Or you know, to who's your neighbor going to be when you live in like a subdivision? You know, you could have the greatest oh, yeah. friend live next to you, you know, and that would be awesome. But there's always that chance that friend will sell that house, and then man, who's going to move in? You know, some knucklehead <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, uh, it's just such a downer. I don't, I yeah, could, I couldn't do it. Me
1: either. Me either. Me.
0: But yeah, and we move into July. And, you know, we say it all the time, you know, cowboy Christmas and July summer run, but it truly is, it's a lot of rodeo and people running around, you know, making their rodeos and doing what they can to, you know, move up in the standings. And we're going to talk to Victoria and to see what her plan is to um, move up in the standings or to stay where she is. But, you know, let's go ahead and talk to Victoria and see what's on her mind. So, you know, I'm glad you decided to come on our show with us. And, you know, real quick, just tell us where you're from, I guess. You know, where are you from and just the basic.
2: Uh, I am from Lampasas, Texas. Uh, it's about an hour north of Austin. I grew up there my whole life. And then my senior year of high school was when COVID broke out. I graduated a semester early, and so I moved to Tammy Fisher's house. And I have really just not moved out since. I go to college at Texas A&M, which is about 45 minutes from Tammy's house. And so I still ride there on the weekends, and we haul together. And I'm about to be a senior at Texas A&M. I'm an ag business major with a minor in uh, ag economics.
0: Well, you pretty much answered everything I was going to ask you. (laughs) So I guess thanks for being on the show, right? Jeez, that, yeah, I'm kidding with you. So A and M. So, did you do all four years at A and M? Do you like it there?
2: Yes, I have one more year left. I've been there for three years. It was a culture shock at first because I'm from a little bitty, a small town, small school, and you've got about seventy thousand kids there. And but I was like, with COVID, we had mostly online for the first years. So I still got to live at Tammy's and ride horses. And then it's slowly gotten there, but I've made a lot of really, really good friends through the rodeo team and classes, and so I've really enjoyed AM, more than I thought I would.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Hannah and I were just talking about growing up in small towns. We both live in, grew up in small towns, and I still live in a small town, and yeah. there's there's no better life than small town.
2: 100%. 100%. Yeah,
0: it's a... It's a different culture, I guess, for sure. Um, So what do you plan on doing after you graduate?
2: I have not a single clue. I was hoping I'd know by my senior year in college, but I just do not. I would like to get a master's in marketing because I love marketing, but we'll just see how the card falls. But I do want to stay in the ag industry.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, you could actually maybe make a run of it on the WPRA circuit for a while.
2: Yeah, my dad just doesn't like when I answer like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you afraid he might listen so, to this? <laughs> yes,
2: <yeah. laughs> he does not like when I say that. He did not even want me to buy my card until I graduated. Right. But I, I, I had a good argument because I've got a good mare in my trailer, and you just you don't get those opportunities much. And I've got a, I've got a rider while I can.
0: Right. Now is your good mare Bunny?
2: <laughs> yes, Bunny. Let's She's t- my good mare. <laughs>
0: Tell us about Bunny.
2: Oh, she leaves me speechless. She's, she was raised by Jeanette Nelson in Georgia. Ryan Padone trained her and faturited her. She was sold to a great family. They just did not get along with her. And I bought her about six months after my other horse, Rabbit, died in March of 2021. Uh, we, it took us about a month to get together. But after that, she was just phenomenal. She's rock solid. She gives me the same run every time. She's a little hot, and so I've had to learn how to ride a, you know, hotter horse right. through that. And I'm a perfectionist, and she's a perfectionist, so we kind of like have to meet in the middle. You know, she wants to make the prettiest pattern there is, and she thinks that gets you a check. And I've got a reminder that we've got to add some speed in there at some point. Um, but yeah, she's she's my best friend, and I owe her everything.
1: Yeah, and y'all, I mean, you say you have had to learn to rider, but you're obviously clicking. Um, You were the world champion at the BBR World Finals um, recently. So, again, you're clicking. You were the reserve champ at the Rookie Roundup. You're winning money in the WPRA, so that's really amazing. Um, You also, I mean, you rodeo for A&M, and you've been to the CNFR, twice or three
2: twice yes ma'am twice
1: okay yeah and so i know this year wasn't you know probably as exceptional as you had hoped but last year you came in six so that's really amazing
2: yes and you know record wise it wasn't a great year but she worked better than she she worked amazing and we just got speeding tickets um yeah she was fast and she would have been high in the average so there was nothing I could fault her there. And you know, she's been working good. I gave her a little rest in between Casper and I didn't get to, I didn't run her at Reno. I ran my Colt at Reno and then now we're starting the fourth of July run and she feels really good and so I just I can't fault her for those extra barrels when she was just working so good.
1: Yeah, for sure. Tell us about your other horses that you get to ride, you know. I mean, it's really important to have other horses that yeah. You know, if something goes wrong, you're still able to get out on the road. So, tell us yes. those other kind of pick up slack when you
2: need them to. Yes. So, dealing and Firewater, she's a bay mare raised by Reve in Florida, and then Ryan I've had her again. I've, all three of my horses came through Ryan Padone. I got her. In October of 2020, she was a four-year-old, but she had been turned out all year because that was the year Ryan made the finals. So she was very green. I could not lope a circle on her for about a month. Um, She was my project horse, the first horse I was going to dabble my hand in training. And it it took us about three years, but we've gotten almost there. Uh, I ran her at the rookie roundup because Bunny was stacked up on runs that week. And she was the one that I ran in that four-man round that got second. She loves those buildings. And she's, she's one of my favorite horses to ride. I love her personality. She's such a good girl. Um, so I have her in the trailer with me this summer. Going to She has not been to many rodeos at all. And then I have a, another. I say she's a colt. She's seven. But mentally, she matured late. Uh, and then I have one more at home. I got him through Ryan Padone and Lexi Peden on accident. He came to Tammy's house for someone to try. And I fell in love and called my dad and told him we have a major issue. And then I got him. He is six now. He as a five-year-old. A little, he's a sleeper too. You know, he did great. He did good, but he didn't do great. So I've loved having him. But I did have to leave him home at Tammy's in a pasture this summer just for the, so I can get in, like, I have a Holland partner, and we have our trailer full, and so he's staying at home this summer, but I'm excited to get back on him when I get home.
1: Yeah, perfect. You've got, you're talking about Tammy a lot, you know, your dad. I think I've actually met your sister. Um, my little brother rodeos at A&M, so I'm Davy Crandall's sister.
2: Um, oh, yeah, I bet you have. Yes, And I have yes, a so lot of family. Katie, Katie yes. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but tell us about your family. I mean, you've got a support system there, and it's really crucial in this sport to have that. Oh, it,
2: so. yes, it is. It's so crucial because there are just some days when I just come back to the trailer and I'm like, "This is just not for me." And and they keep me, they keep me going. My so no one in my direct family rodeoed. They were just ranchers and. Just They've been around horses, but never in the way that I am right now. My cousin, I'm calling with my cousin this summer, and so I picked it up when I was about 12. I got bored of showing steers, and it broke my heart to sell them every year. So I wanted something that I could keep, and I loved horses. So I got into it when I was 12, and my dad and my parents have been so supportive the whole time, uh, helping me get, do whatever I need to do. Um, Wayne Brooks, he's a PRCA rodeo announcer, is my dad's best friend. And when I told my dad, I wanted to barrel race and I wanted to be serious about it. Wayne told my dad that if I was going to be serious and I wanted to win, the only person I needed to go to was Tammy Fisher. So she was about two and a half hours from our house in land passes down in Leadbetter. And the first time I ever went around the barrels was at her house on her horse that I, we ended up buying. And she has helped me ever since then, I guess it's almost nine years, eight or nine years. And when rabbit died, rabbit came from her. So we were all heartbroken when he died. And she helped me try horses, which anyone who tries horses knows how awful that can be. And she helped me try horses and then she helped me find bunny, help me get with bunny, keep her together. I think keeping a horse together is harder than making them a winner. Uh, And she's helped me with that. And then now that I'm trying my hand at the pro rodeo world, she knows every rodeo, when to enter, when to go, how to get there. So she's been helping me with that, which is, you know, a debt I'll never be able to repay. And I'm so grateful for everything she's done for me. But I do have an incredible support system from my friends, my family, and just everyone going down the road that appreciates and, loves what I do as much as I do.
1: Yeah, definitely. It is really important to have somebody, you know, to kind of mentor you on all of the other stuff that comes with rodeoing on that level. I mean, the entering and the presenting yourself, it's, not many people think about all the other stuff that when you're on that level, it's not just going out there and competing. There's a lot that
2: comes with the territory. Yes. Those three barrels are the easiest thing that I know how to do. And it has been, no one talks about how scary it is. You know, it's basically just me and my cousin out here alone and we don't really know what we're doing. And so it gets scary at times. And you know, big arenas we've never seen. Texas doesn't have big arenas like these. And, so, yes, um, having someone that knows what to do has been just so incredible and a game changer.
1: Yeah. Where do you plan on going the rest of the season? You know, what are some that you just can't miss, some that you're super excited about?
2: Um, you know, I've tried not to get too excited mm-hmm. about anything. Just I want to keep my horse happy and healthy. But we have entered up over the fourth. You know, we have Red Lodge, Cody, Mandan, Beltouche, uh, Livingston, and then we get a little break and we go to Vernal and Estes Park. And then my hauling partner, Sydney, made Calgary. So we split up there. I'm excited for Salt Lake City and Nampa. Nampa has walls and I love walls and buildings. So that's, that's a big one that I'm excited about. And then I haven't thought much past Cheyenne. <laughs> I just kind of look at the books as they come. Right. And I haven't thought I past then.
0: Man, you know, busy schedule for sure. You know, and, you know, you're a reserve champion at the Rookie Roundup. And yes. Callie McNall, is that her name? Callie. Callie. Um, yeah, Callie is, McCall. Yeah, she is um, number one in the rookie standings. You're number two. But, you know, there's maybe a $1,000 separating you two. And so, you know, looking forward, you know, How important would it be for, or not how important, but, you know, what would it mean to you to be Rookie of the Year?
2: Oh, gosh, I couldn't put that into words. I I try not to think about it too much because I really just want my horse to stay. Like, it's hard on the road, and it's a big change, and I just want both my mares to be happy and to keep winning. And I love all the girls that are in the rookie race. Um, I'm going to haul with AC Pinkston a little bit this summer, and Callie's a good friend, and so... It's been it's fun to have people that you love and cheer on with you in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, th- already trained ro- one rookie, or I mean, Tammy's already trained one one rookie with Tacy So I think it'd be really cool if I could do it too. Yeah. But you know, I, I try. I got in my head of, at the finals about wanting to win too much, and it messed me up. So I've just been trying to take a step back and. One rodeo at a time, ride my horse, keep her happy, keep her healthy.
0: Yeah. You know, it sounds like you have a full schedule ahead of you through July, the end of July. So, you know, anything can happen in, you know, last week or so or whenever it was, I told Hannah, it's like, you know, that leaderboard changes every day. You know, every weekend it it changes. And so I told her, I'm not looking at the leaderboard. It's no look July. I've said that to you, Hannah. I'm not doing it because, you know, you just never know what happens. And so... You know, you could be second now or fourth or even fifth. And by the end of July, you know, it'll be completely different, completely.
2: Yeah, there's just too much money to be won to even count anything right now.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, I was in Reno also and, you know, you were there as well. But, you know, the weather was beautiful, you know, 60 degrees, 70 degrees, you know. When I flew home on Sunday, it was like... 90 degrees and i got home at midnight you know and i was like oh Mm -hmm. man this is terrible i had a pullover on or a hoodie on and i got out of the terminal here in dallas and i was like oh my goodness this is ridiculous
2: oh gosh i have been hearing i was fortunate enough i left texas may 31st and i have not been back um and it has been cool i mean i'm having to put winter blankets on some nights because it's cold and my horses aren't used to this i mean just the other day we were just kind of sightseeing at the mountains in Utah and I sent Tammy a picture of my 60 degree weather and she sent a picture back of like a hundred something and I'm like oh my gosh yeah I need my mare so I do not have to go back to Texas
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly so did you make it up to Canada earlier this month
2: I went for the qualifier in Calgary and Bunny had a little ground trouble and then I drug a barrel over on Quincy but my hauling mm-hmm. partner made it which was really really fun
0: awesome so you know you have a um a hauling partner you guys travel so you know what do you guys have in your refrigerator for yourselves as treats that you're like man you know i'm getting this and throwing it in there what is a must-have in that refrigerator for you guys
2: um you know we keep popsicles in there because we love popsicles (laughs) right uh she got ice cream the other day and she has been munching on that but my favorite thing is just like microwave meals that I can just warm up in three minutes and have food. Right. One you know, thing specific guacamole, maybe. I always have that in there.
0: Guacamole. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I ask this once in a while, th- this question, and I get such crazy qu- answers. You know, those Kool Aid plastic bottled juice boxes. You know what?
2: It's sweet tea. Sweet tea has to be in there because nowhere up here serves sweet tea. And I, like, that runs through my veins. Sweet tea. I. <laughs> I lost my mind when I got up to Canada and there was, I couldn't even find sweet tea at a, at a gas station or anything. Yeah. And I, I've been stocking up on that because if I don't have my sweet tea in the morning, then I'm not fun to be around. Oh no.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's my, yeah. Being your, you know, your rookie season in doing this traveling, going rodeo to rodeo, you know, how does it feel when you get to a, a specific rodeo that, you know, you remember watching or hearing about when you are younger and now realize that you're th- actually there.
2: How does Oh, that it's feel? so surreal. Reno was really weird to me because I, that's been one that I've always watched. And I mean, I was a little sad I didn't get to run Bunny there, but she needed the break and it was really fun to run my colt there. She did way better than I thought. But like just the view from the alley is something that you don't ever get to see. Mm-hmm. which was so fun. And even when we went up to the qualifier at Calgary, it wasn't at the arena you run at Calgary, but we got to stand there and just look at that. And that's been like my bucket list rodeo for the whole time that I've been rodeoing. Mm-hmm. So it's just this surreal feeling, but it feels so much better to know that like your best friend, you're, you're on your best friend. And, you know, Bunny's the one who got me here this is the reason I can rodeo. And so it's really fun to have her. We, we got to Oakley, a couple days ago, and when I got in the arena, that's not one that I just ever dreamed of going to, but the mountains in the background were so beautiful, and I'm like, wow, this horse is like taking me across the country, she's doing everything for me, and she doesn't even understand what it means, or why I'm doing anything, she doesn't understand that we get paid, that there's (laughs) prizes, that there's a leaderboard, and that was just, that moment was just like so surreal and gave me goosebumps.
0: Right. And I'm sure you guys are taking selfies and videos and doing all kinds of things so you could remember, you know, this time in your life.
2: Yes. I send a lot of pictures to my mom because she is not here and she wants to be. And so I'll send her pictures of the mountains or our horses running around and bucking, or I have the best dog ever. And he is so crazy. And he just finds some random things. Like he got this big old stick today and was like sword fighting almost. So I'll send her funny videos of that. But, you know, it's been really fun to have of my best friend in the rig with me too. I think that makes a big difference on how you, how you do, you know, the mental aspect is not talked about enough.
1: Right.
2: And so having someone you can laugh with after you make an awful run is really good for just your sanity.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you couldn't do, I mean, there's people that travel alone, but I think having a, your friend with you, absolutely just, you know, you're able to laugh things off or, or you're able to talk about certain things like, you know, look at what I did. Oh, you know, I can't believe what that. Ha- yeah. What happened? Yeah. What did I do. Or maybe she'd tell you that before you even asked her.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, it, <laughs> and we're just, we're just always laughing. And I mean, we shouldn't be laughing if we do bad, but at some point, you've got to just let it roll off your shoulders and think about the next one, but it is what it is, and it's it's been so much more fun with a friend we didn't get we didn't get in each other's rigs but till just a few days ago we crossed the border together, but she came back during the finals in Casper and then we met at Reno, so we got to, we had to get her trailer back to Utah so we've been together we just have been driving separate, right, but it's right. been fun to you know, go work our horses in the arena together or just have a buddy, you know, you don't have to go eat at restaurants alone. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Well, dang, Victoria, I'm glad um, (laughs) you were able to come on our show where rodeo meets the road and we wish you all the luck for the remainder of this season and, and beyond. Hey, great interview with, um, Victoria Proctor. She is, uh, She's got, her plate is full with rodeo for uh, July.
1: Oh, for sure. Her plate is full with rodeo the rest of the summer, and then she's got a senior year of college rodeo and wrapping up school and maybe getting a master's, so she's very busy.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, um, we can't do this podcast without some of our sponsors here from the Arena Press would be Allen's Lids, Happy Animals, Tack. Three Palominos, just to name a few.